0: and welcome to this edition of The Higher Estate. We're changing it up a little bit today and we're actually quite, you know, I'm... i Normally we're pretty technical and we talk, well I don't know if we're really technical, but we usually talk, you know, all things, or we, last week we spoke about um, the technical aspects of the cannabis industry and for the last couple weeks we have. But today we're going more, more into the uh, psychosocial and the spiritual realm and we're going to talk about yeah, all things cannabis as they relate to uh, a human level. I think. I think that's a good way to put yes, it. It's yes, the human yes. level, yes. both the the trials and tribulations and some of the highs, some of the lows of, of cannabis around the world. And I have a, a really special, just outstanding guest. And first I have to thank Dr. Thirlwell for uh, Celeste for, for giving him to, uh, letting us borrow him uh, today. For, be- for corralling me into the barn. Yeah, that's what we did. We corralled you. This is, um, um, a hu- I'm just going to read his bio just to start. So just an amazing guest we only have one guest that's all we need and we probably are going to talk for who knows how long i guess i should say what we do here is talk about mindful consumption we're here about bridging the gap between the lifestyle world the medical world and today we're going to bring in you know the spiritual world and sari if you're listening which you should this is uh this is for, for my partner out in uh... in california and by the way if you haven't had a chance come out to the cannibalist retreat it's happening the nineteenth to the twenty fourth in malibu and uh... Uh, and it's going to be outstanding, and it's a lot we of were ceremony. Oh,
1: definitely the Pe- Pepperdine University. Yeah,
0: that, they're going to let us in there for a certain. <laughs> they certainly, they were smoking in the seventies. Well, that's where it sort of start. Well, it started yeah. maybe out in Humboldt, but yeah. yeah. So, uh, but uh, Sarah, if you're listening, you're going to. I think you're going to love today because uh, she usually usually makes fun of me, and I make fun of her, uh, okay. and I'll call her a Fruit Loop. No, we can and make fun of each other, yeah, we, yeah uh, because you know of the my science background, her spiritual background,
1: or. Which is not too know. far. Uh, uh, I think they're all related. They're very related. They're, they could be. They co joined, yes.
0: Yeah, certainly. I remember Celeste talking about the third eye we lost about 15,000 years ago. I don't know, millions mm-hmm. of years. Do we still oh, have yeah. it?
1: And we lost ESP and we lost uh, the way to communicate like the whales used to do. I want to communicate like even, a whale. Well, even the whale can't communicate anymore because there's too much uh, traffic. Noise. Too much too noise, noise, pollution. pollution. Yes, so again here spiritually also. There's too much pollution. People's minds are just full of materialism and full of you know uh, instant gratification. I uh, want it now. Uh, <laughs> there's, I mean, instant just gratification.
0: I guess yeah. I guess we live in that world. Are we going to talk about millennials again? Geez, if we're talking if we're talking about instant gratification, no, 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 no. We, no. we we will stick to our topic. Okay, fine. All right, you're going to keep me on track because yes, I'm yes. great at falling off yeah. track. So let me just do this introduction. I think we already did. We already uh, we already started. So, we have Yogi Baba, a.k.a. Blondie Singh, a.k.a. BJ Singh, a.k.a. Khalif Khan. Everything.
1: Man, amazing. Instead of Khalif Khan, uh, you know, Khan, basically, K-A-H-N is actually Cohen. It's Cohen, right. That's right. The Levi's and the Cohens. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I'm a
0: Levite. <laughs> I, I can bless you. <laughs> you. You can. You can. That's right. Uh, you can bless me. Uh, so, uh, I mean, I'm just going to read your bio that Celeste <laughs> sent me. Okay. and. And I don't even think it does it justice. eh? Dr. Thurwell sent this to me. Uh And I I don't even think it does it justice. So we're going to go in. So Yogi Baba, a.k.a. Blondie Singh, is a Bollywood director. He uh, directed the movie Bollywood back in 1994. He's a historian, maverick, cannabis trailblazer. He was raised in a culture that considered cannabis to be a sacred healing plant and uh, revered by the yogis. to be that sacred plant and and to be used to expand that consciousness, actually I, I wanted to use the word she wrote here, but I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. Sivas- Boon? Shiva. Shiva's boon. boon. Oh, sh- boon. Oh, I
1: thought Shiva that, is Shiva's boon. the, right, the god. Shiva. The, the, goddess. Yes. Or the god. Like the, 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 god. the head god. Yeah. The large, all right. He's one of the, he's the destroyer. Yeah. The, well, the, the there's Vishnu. Oh, they
0: they still do Shiva. They oh, yeah. still
1: do ceremony to Shiva with oh, cannabis. Yeah. Are you kidding, Shiva? Yeah. You have to take it to, if you go to see uh, Shiva, if you want to go meet Shiva, there's a particular protocol. And in that protocol, you have to take a little tray of uh, various of his favorite things. You know, as you go to the temple, one of his is the flame, and there's the other, the Tura. But you have to take a marijuana leaf, because this is Shiva's boon to the world. And he made sure that it was a weed,
0: that it was not for
1: for the rich and the poor. It was a weed that grow anywhere and everywhere, and everybody could imbibe from it, and find that solace and peace, you know, and harmony, harmony. It's amazing. Yeah, compared to alcohol, is quite the opposite. You know, it's harmony. Well, sure. It's trying to cause, create peace on this planet. You know, people just, you know, the biggest crime somebody who does, who smokes pot, is steal Twinkies. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah, yeah so oh, yeah. I'm, I'm hungry now. I yeah. was <laughs> I'm the, I'm the 7'11 11 I got no money. Oh, come on, a couple of Twinkies. Yeah. I, uh, and, the, and the Indian guy on the counter says, Oh, I saw you doing that. Jeff's guy just had a joint. He's okay, take it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all right. We Jeff. saw what you were doing. Okay, yeah. let me finish reading this. Okay, his okay. devotion or his long, 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 blah, 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 blah. His lifelong devotion to the sacred plant has allowed him to experience and share moments of the of heightened consciousness and awareness in the east and during the 60s and 70s in the u.s however the fight for legalization has been long and arduous uh, and he's lived through some of the darkest moments and we i really want to i don't know how much we can go into of course in that but i really want to hear your story because you know the stigma around cannabis still exists but you're you're i mean People say, you know, you were—I was a pioneer back in I, that was ten years ago. You were like original OG. So we're talking—we're going back thirty years <laughs> yes, to, yes. to you know,
1: to some of these things. Well, you know, I told—I told the judge, um, I said the Scotch can sell the whiskey, and the French can sell the wine. I see no reason why Kashmiris can't sell the hashish. He says five years. Stop. Really? <laughs> well, th- I mean, that's a good point. Uh, I, yeah. Uh,
0: why? Why is it okay for this is ninety seven? In well, in ninety seven. Ninety seven. Okay, I want to hear that story. We're going back. So hold on. Darkest moments. Blah blah. Wrote that. Um, and so yeah. So I want I want to hear you share. You know your personal journey with us, and discuss the historical context of cannabis, starting out in India and starting with Kashmir. We already we've already discussed the fact that you you know. The Kashmirians, what do you call
1: them? Kashmiris make the champagne of hashish. Yeah. Which is the the essence of the marijuana plant. Yes. You know, they make the champagne of it. Yes. You you will never find hash that is so soft, so smell, taste. And what it does to you, you know what I mean? There's no other place like that. There's... Lebanese, Afghani, Paki, this is all crap. You know? <laughs> I hope everybody's listening to it's that. Crap. Uh, yeah. yeah. If you so, can find a Kashmiri hash, you're on top of the world as far as you're in cloud. You know, I mean, tell cloud. me where it started then. Tell, let, well, let's go back to, to where it started. You're well, Kashmiri, well, one of those yes. lost tribes. Yes. We well, went it, was there. Sta- it started then. Right. A, it was growing wild. You know? right. So these shepherds used to go up in the summers, they used to go up to like 12,000 feet to the Kurkul sheep mm-hmm. the sheep that bring make the pashmina wool yeah you know the pashmina yeah, so the pashmina yeah, yeah. very kash- and yeah. they say kashmir also you know so they used to go all the way up into the, into the in the summers because it was uh, very hot down in the you know in the valley so they'd go all the way up to the mountains and they would spend six months there or five months you know uh, they, and the sheep would graze and uh, and they used to have afghan hounds to protect the sheep because there was mountain lions and so on and so forth. And they found this plant growing wild, because it is a weed. It's growing right. wild. So they sit there and say, "What are we going to do for five months?" So they start rubbing the plant like this. So the first thing they get is the first rub. They scrape it off with a forked knife and they put it into like a coconut shell. Okay. Now this first rub is only for them and locals, you know, because it's too powerful. It's too pure. It's too great. You never get it. You have to be there to get it. Then they do the second rub, which means a bit of the plant also gets into this, into the hair. This is meant for export. Okay? Then the third rub, which is the leftover everything, is meant for domestic market. So this is how it was broken down. And really? We, yes. It was amazing. People, you know, there's all kinds of ways of cultivating it. Yeah, know? of course. Yeah, yeah. And the most freakest way is that they used to have these young boys who were probably 12 or 11. They have no hair on their bodies. They'd be naked. they run through the the marijuana fields, and they'd be full of resin. They're Really? Their bodies. <laughs> this is a true story. It's a true story. When? How far back are we going? Well, maybe 30 years, 40 years. So not even that far? No, no, no. It's very modern, <coughs> recent, you know. Recent, really? Yeah, recent times.
0: So, so, so what happened with you? You started in, you, when did you come from India? When did you? I came in the 60s.
1: Okay. And I came, uh... <laughs>
0: what got you into the cannabis world then like what what uh, you don't you know i tried
1: yeah you know when i came from india i was barely 17 or 18 i heard you were a stowaway you know i came by road okay Okay. what from india India to pakistan to uh, afghanistan to iran to iraq uh syria turkey uh, then I crossed the Bosphorus into Yugoslavia. Uh, in those days, it was Yugoslavia. Yeah, Tito yeah. was the lead. Yeah. And then we went. I went, went north to Macedonia and Bulgaria and Hungary and Austria and Germany. And then I ended up in uh, in uh, Amsterdam. And from Amsterdam, I ended up in Rotterdam. And from Rotterdam, it's a whole story how I got on, on the boat and all that stuff. I ended up in New Jersey. But I heard you were, like, you were 17 on a boat by yourself. Yes, yes, I was yes, totally by myself. So we ended up in New Jersey, and uh, I swam half the Hudson River to get to the pier. <laughs> really? That's right. So you jumped off a boat. Three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> At three o'clock. And,
0: and there's a lot of, actually, aren't there a lot of sharks in that
1: that, no, the, if I went up into the, under the Veracruz Bridge, yeah. because the river's flowing very fast. Yeah, So I'm not swimming like this, I'm swimming like at an angle. Sure. And I only hit the last two piers. If I hadn't hit those piers, I was there under the Veracruz, and there's a lot of sharks there. Oh, yeah, yeah I just remember be watching, eaten. like, be eaten, you know wow. but it bull sharks there. Uh, yeah, something. I know, but uh, yeah, <laughs> so I just, you know, I, how should I say, destiny and fortitude and, you know, just the fucking desire to go to... A, Sorry, to go I mean, to. Don't be sorry. You get to, go to use to, the chart. To go to
0: Hollywood. <laughs> right. It, was that was that your drive? Your drive yeah. to come here. Yeah. So where did it, where did your journey start? Did it start in India or did yeah. it start in the US? In the US? farm. In the farm. So what did, what happened in the fur Like what what brought you to the world? Well, like?
1: I came back from Cambridge, and they wanted me to go back. My father said. You, so you went to Cambridge. Yes. For a year. Yes. I don't know. Two semesters. Ha- two semesters. Had enough of that. Yeah. Had enough of that. Came home on holiday. My father said, okay, get ready to, you know, next semester. And all I said, no, I don't want to do this. Because I had already done 11 years of boarding school. Right. in India, very English hat, blazers, the whole thing. And I didn't want to do it again. No. So I said, no, I ain't doing it. He says, listen, you know, he's a politician. He's passed away now. But he says, you've got to be a politician. You need the education. You need... I said, no, I don't, you know, all I have to do is be a crook. I can be a good politician. (laughs) So he says, no, if you don't do this, I'm going to cut you out. So I said, all right, you do what you want. Three o'clock in the morning, I put a knapsack at 100 pounds in my pocket, and I had a visa to England. You know, and and you took your you you took your way and bef- right you hitchhiked your way out to oh that's got a insane truck, got a truck driver right he took me to the border of Pakistan right they got a bunch of uh, Gujar gypsies with camels and goats and all that I gave them five pounds they put me in a camel bag with wool shawl and all and crossed me across the border <laughs> really <laughs> and so everything was good
0: for you up to that point or, or maybe not I know that you were you were a yogi at some point yes. I hear that you were I was ten- trained. You're tantric trained yoga, in yes. tantric yoga. From 30. The way that Celeste talks about, or Doctor Thurwell, sorry, talks about it. I mean, there's some of the stuff I can't even talk about here. But she's saying you can just keep going for hours, yes, and, yes. and you've got to, you've got to teach that.
1: <laughs> yes. Do you teach? Do you teach? I, I tried. I Yo- used to have a tantra yoga studio in uh, Kensington Market. Okay. So I was trying to teach that, but then I realized that it was impossible because uh, you know you you, no. you you can only teach that to teenage kids because they are just ready for that. Uh-huh. And if I approach that subject with teenage kids here, they lock me up for another hundred years. You know? Right. So I just gave it up because I know you can't teach a 40-year-old guy. You know? No. No. And they can't believe this. Right. This That's is well, I mean, this is not possible. You know, <laughs> this is wow. So I was trying to because I myself was trained from age 13, and when. My friend Bruce Macdonald, who's a director here, he wanted to make a movie about that. Really? But then he got into so much trouble because uh, he's dealing with a thirteen-year-old boy. Yeah, you can't teach that you, to you, children. Yeah, that's it. Right. And actually, you should be teaching that to children. <laughs> <because> <laughs> yeah, you want to set them right on the road of life. And the biggest mistake in life in our civilization, in most civil, is sex. Sex yeah. is messed up. And because if that is, that is your most basic energy, you know, that's the energy that makes you go and is, hits all your chakras, you know, enlightens your sashara. So that has to be taught first uh-huh. so that both males and females understand how to deal with this energy. Right. Because if this energy is misused, which it always is, yeah. because... A lot of our energy is misused. Because that is the state of our world today. Right. Because of this energy. you And I mean, we are not using our energies in a proper way. Yeah. I don't think they like how you're talking into this mic. No, are okay. you guys good? No, I'm just getting a little All right, cool. Yeah.
0: All right, so you come to the U.S. Were you involved with the with the cannabis world or the marijuana world, hashish world, were you involved with it in
1: India as well? Yeah, I was from the beginning, you know what I mean? Because my tantric yogi, my master, he was a snake charmer, by the way. Okay. He came from a snake That's charmer. That's a real tribe. thing? Oh, yeah. He was a snake charmer tribe. There's a old tribe, you know. Right. It, I, I, I saw a documentary on that one. We controllers here. Mm-hmm. In India, we have snake charmers. They are a whole community. Okay, they don't kill the snake. Right, they come. They're you know, like not exterminate or you know, got, they yeah. keep them alive. We kill things because we're afraid of them. Yeah, they don't. You know, they. You know, completely. So he he had taught me about marijuana. Okay, and I think uh, I smoked my first joint when I was probably thirteen. Okay, and uh, after that, you know, from school on, uh, there used to be a a music uh, sitar player in india his name was walid uh, khan he was you know contemporary of, Raj, uh, of ravi shankar but he was a better sitar player really uh, he was india's number one sitar player you know ravi shankar was the Beatles sitar player really you know he was a pop yeah, yeah. Was pop really? but walid uh, but khan was the classics so he used to live in parimel not too far from my school in a boarding school and my One of my teachers, Mr. Paul, used to play tabla, you know, percussion. Sure. So he used to go and accompany him on the percussion while the guys had, they had their scotch, and they sit on the balcony looking over the Himalayas like that. And under the balcony is my friend, two of them, and me sitting, listening to this music, okay? And then we discovered that the mountain was fucking full of pot. Keep going. So we... You swear more me, I like it. (laughs) We cut the pot. And we hung it on the clothesline to dry. To dry, right? Okay, uh, it dried for three days or something. That's on quick, and then we come and we roll it into into those uh, uh, corn a corn husk, corn husk cup. You know, there's no papers and all. Yeah, sure. So your corn husk, you roll it, and we smoke it over there, and uh, we listen to Veledi Khan, and his music sounded so great. After all, we'd go, <laughs> wow. That's what I first noticed, actually I noticed before, but that's what I actually first noticed, the heightened, you know, what marijuana does. What does
0: marijuana do for, what do you say? I call it cannabis, of cannabis, course. Cannabis, yes. What does cannabis- Ganja. Ganja, right, do, let's yes.
1: talk, yeah, right. What what ganja what's, does is it, what's, it what's heightens it your experience on this planet. You know, it, it, to, you know the, the gurus always say, oh, you know, you should be afraid of your desires, you should curb them. You know, you des- you know you- these desires can ruin you and all that. But no, you know, my guru said you have to deal with these desires. You can't just, you know, push them aside. They're part of you. Right. You have to learn to deal with them. Okay. So marijuana was a help in that way. It was a help to work with your spirituality, your desires, your greed, your jealousy, and all these, you know, it helped in that. In other words, it took all the negative and made it positive.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was the... Cannabis has been around in India for thousands of years. I think cannabis was uh, invented in India. Well, I think it started maybe, let's say China. China says that. China says that. But eventually, I think it was maybe around the same time. Well, I'm sorry
1: to say this is the Chinese culture. But, you know, Brahma had five heads. Yeah. And uh, he disturbed uh, Shiva because she was uh, a tantric yogi in his uh, sexual endeavors. In you know, I mean, Shiva was really, been, he, he was pretty fucking one year, well, and he still, swear, he's know, still he's still doing it. He's still doing it. So finally, Brahma. Indian. So finally, Brahma comes and says, "Listen, Shiva, I need your attention, okay?" And Shiva is busy in his sexual intercourse, you know, for a year. Having a blot. For a year. For a year. So Shiva gets. pissed. I like off. Shiva. Yeah, he gets pissed off. He takes his sword and he loops off one of brahma's head he had five heads this, this this, and facing up Okay. so he looped one of his head off and the head fell in mahachin which is modern china and all the knowledge that was in that head the chinese used to build their whole culture Interesting. where is this is this is in this is in our uh, spiritual uh, st- like and read the spiritual the guide read the chinese uh, literature okay? ok they used to have the monkey kings the monkey they went to india to get the knowledge Tantra in India became uh, Tao in China and became uh, uh, Zen in Japan Really, so basically it came the seed was in India the the Planting of the seed was in China and the blossoming of the flowers of the tree was in Japan Interesting what a great way to look at it. Well, that's how it happened. Okay. That's that's how it happened basically and with Buddhism As Ashoka in uh, 250 BC, you know, when the Romans were building their cities and all Libya should be and all that, Ashoka the Great sent all these missions. Ashoka was like a, uh, you know, he was the evil king. Yes, he was brutal. Right, he's murderous, brutal. You know, but then he came to. But he also planted half the world. No, but he also. That was Genghis. Oh, right. That was Genghis. He did that too. Genghis was in 1235. But uh, Ashoka was like, you know, 1400 years before him. So when Ashoka uh, came to his sensibilities, he said, Oh, fuck. I just can't kill everybody. I love this. This is going to be a lot of charity today. I can't can't (laughs) kill everybody. Who's going to follow me? So he turned Buddhist. And in his Buddhism... As he spread the message to Sri Lanka, China, and, and all the Southeast Asia, with it his monks took marijuana, really, because that calmed them down. That made them meditate, you know. Didn't make their minds go all over the place. They could concentrate. So, uh, so th- it was a part of that whole movement that it went from India, went to China, went to Japan, went to Korea. Went Interesting, because
0: most of the history of that i read around cannabis usually starts with it started in like ancient it started in ancient china eventually made its way to india but I guess they were around the same time. We're going back twelve thousand years. Yes, between seven and twelve thousand yes. years. I think it's. But all.
1: China was not one at that time. Remember, there right. were two Chinas at that time. There was another. It's like New Zealand. There was Northern South. Right. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. So they were not even united at that time. Right. Uh, but recently, I found that they found a in Mongolia. They found a, a Buddhist monk's uh, yeah. remains. Right. Throughout, the guy that found that. He was an archaeologist. He's yeah.
0: actually a neurologist. Yeah, yeah. He turned archaeologist. And he found a jar. He found a pound of manicured yes, cannabis yes. in a shaman. It was like a shaman's yeah. Buddhist monk and or a shaman's cave. Yeah. <laughs> actually, we, it was probably about six, seven years ago now that that, that happened. Yeah, it happened, mean, yes. Uh, and, uh, and we learned a lot about how we uh, we we can store cannabis from that. Yes. dry humid a dry, non-human environment yes. with low lighting. Yeah. We learned a lot from that. Yeah. It was 3,000 years years old that yeah, that happened yeah something like that so so uh, do you need to be grounded to use can so yeah it's interesting because Dr. Thurlwell we had our little conversation and I'm sure she's learned a lot from you as she well she calls me her cheat sheet yeah she that's yeah, what she did she said that to me she called you her cheat sheet. my cheat sheet <laughs> and um, and and she had mentioned that one needs to be grounded yeah. before they start Rising. using cannabis yes, yes, yes. so or does the cannabis cause Grounding, or do you believe that, no, I think that, that uh, you, one needs to be grounded yes, prior to that? Yes,
1: one already, you know, just like in anything else, you know, like in hatha yoga, you have to do the basic postures before you go on to the. So, marijuana is the same way. It's like, you know, this Chinese uh, teacher is teaching kung fu, and this boy comes and he says, Master, please teach me. He says, Get the fuck out of I fucking
0: love yeah. you. You're
1: yeah. like, I'm going to run out of money here today. <laughs> so he's, So, he's like, uh, he keeps coming back every day. So finally he says uh, he's playing with the of kittens you know and he picks up one of the kittens and he says throws it to the kid he says yeah go learn you so didn't know what he means so the kitten follows him and goes home he picks a little milk and all and he keeps noticing how the kitten moves as it becomes a bigger cat jumping the walls twisting this was all the kung fu moves <laughs> so he's, right so he's like yeah so he comes back to the master and the kitten's a bit grown now so he gives the kitten to the master he says master i have learned He says, okay, now I'm ready to teach you. Uh So it's the same way with marijuana. You know what I mean? You have to learn to respect it. You know, here the problem is that it just got into the system like sex. It went into the system without any teaching, without any...
0: Yeah. Education any is education key. at all you know me. it's key
1: yeah. even in the even in the the recreational world that's
0: coming in yes. the lifestyle world if you're just there to get high you're going to have a you may have a bad experience yes i you know i did a i did a lecture yesterday not a lecture i did an interview yesterday out of california uh may have been Cal, I don't know. Somebody called me. And uh I think it'll be in Vice eventually. And the question was, now that adult... they closed, by the they, way. Viceland is closed. Yeah, Viceland is closed. <laughs> I know. I used to... I loved Viceland. Yeah. It, it just... It, it closed. Yeah. Right. Um, <coughs> but they still have a newspaper, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so the question was, now that they call it adult consumption, I guess that's what they're calling legalization. Yeah. Yeah. Now that adult consumption is coming around... um what would you tell people if they're going to go out and smoke a joint and uh, and then develop anxiety?
1: Well, I, first thing I tell them is don't smoke a joint with mixed with alcohol. Right. Alcohol Agreed. is even more anxiety. Yes. Okay. Agreed. Yes. And when you s- smoke a joint, you must keep in uh, consideration your pranayama. You know, because you are inhaling, right? So. Let's say vaporizing. First, I tell them let's not even yeah, smoke. Vaporizing. Let's, let's yes. get that up. Vaporizing. Of okay. So when you vaporize and you exhale, uh, then you take a moment of breath. You know what I mean? You just go. Oh, you don't do this. You know. And you, you know. And while that little gap is, that's when you do your pranayama. You do a couple of pranayama exercises. Breathing? You don't have to. Do, you have the cooling breathing. Okay. Yeah. You know, tongue out like that. You know, cooling. Mm. And you try your tongue like that. You see how cool it feels.
0: It is cold on my tongue. Yeah. Interesting. It feels, yeah. So, know, not everybody can do that. that. You know that's genetic. Yeah. <laughs> to be able to flip your tongue like that.
1: That's right. You yeah. can you can't do
0: We're, we're doing... Yeah, we're like we're, normal. Yeah. We're normal people and we're yeah. flipping
1: our tongues. Yeah. but okay? the, So there's a, there's a way of doing it. There's a way of uh, processing it. And uh, also, you know, the, the mental state... Uh, the reason we don't allow kids to do it is simply because they are not trained yet. You know, that's what,
0: from medicine we believe their frontal lobe isn't fully developed fully, yet, yes, yes. and that's the part of the executive motor function that yes. says do right don't do wrong that's right right and so that we say from science not developed but I guess the connection that we're making now with the spiritual world or with the is they're just not
1: ready yet yeah. what's the, that connection well it's just a physical development you know, right. that's all you know nothing more than that right but kids are developed by the time they're 13 they're really developed you know because Gandhi married when he was 13 his wife was only 12 I feel like people were probably a lot more mature back then they I think they all got married when they were 12 or yeah, 13 also, you know why because they died at 35. Right, because they were dead. (laughs) They were dead earlier. So things have, you know, elongated like that. But marijuana always, you know, has played such a huge role in the Indian, you know. And the only, you know, I used to go to Nepal in the 70s. There was the Eden Hash Factory. And there was a shop. I loved his calendars with all the gods and all. And he had a scale like that, you know, the old scale. Yeah, the uh, weight and balance yeah, yeah. scale. And he used to, you go, the high school scale. So you go to the guy, he says, I want half a pound, you know, I'll wait right there. <laughs> Which one do you want? Nepali, Kashmiri, you know, yes, I'll take that. He gives like the whole thing like that. So the hippies that went to Nepal and all in all those days in the early 70s, they said, fuck. So they took half a pound, they put it in a package. <laughs> and they mailed it home. I <laughs> love this day. We're yeah. making a no, lot of they, they mailed it home. You know, Oregon or uh, California. Like, yeah. Yeah. For yeah for suddenly the Americans realized, well, fuck this, man. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to have this. to stop love this. <laughs> we're going to stop this. Okay? Is, that
0: what, do you th- is that one of the reasons that it was... It was the beginning was reason. It was and the
1: beginning of reason of prohibition or... The, and of course, Manson. Yeah. Manson was a huge thing Right Because the hippies Were taking over They were going to Change the world Well he did kill A couple people He did Yeah So he did kill A couple people But (laughs) <laughs> the, the conservatives, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just we a little all, thing. Wow, what's a big thing? The American army kills—I don't know how many people okay. in one drone okay. attack. Okay,
0: but I mean, kill. murder
1: is. Yeah. yeah, let's not. All right. Uh, you so, know. okay, just do. Side, side, let's just do a side 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 track. Idiot. Okay, yeah, yeah. So the guy comes to you, uh, Doctor Ira. He says, well, "So what's your problem?" He says, "I think I'm a serial killer." He says, "Yeah." So I enjoy doing it. So you say, "Listen, dude, join the army." Okay. Right. They'll train you. You'll right. Become a butcher. Yeah, you'll kill you. They'll give you a medal. You keep 50 people, you got a fucking big medal, okay? And... But on the other hand, you kill two people on a civilian street, we're going to fucking strap you for life. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to... All right, and the rails are off, people. Here we go. Okay, but uh, so, we're not
0: condoning murder No, we're we not, but I'm just but, saying... Okay, you're saying it's six, one, half dozen of the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean...
1: Everything is relative. Everything yeah, is, is relative. everything is relative. Yeah, I do, right. you know... Yeah, and the murder room. of
0: innocents is always bad. Well, murder of always, anybody doing is, it now. is bad. All these yeah. drones and all
1: going into Afghanistan, yeah. are murdering innocent people. Right. And then we're wondering why they're coming over here and blowing right. up a city. Right. So, okay. Uh, so so anyway. back to cannabis. Yeah, back go. to cannabis, yes. We're going to start playing Weedopoly early today. <laughs> no, no, no. So we have... So cannabis has always been a part of the... In- culture. The, the ganja doctor. Yes. But we had. you know, and it was used as medicine. My grandmother smoked, uh, you know, in those days for asthma. Yeah. You They've know. used it for thousands of thousands years. Thousands of years, yeah. Oh. And it is a very sacred medicine in the Ayurvedic system. Right In Ayurveda, which is the art and science of life, which is also the Indian form of medicine, it is uh, important. Marijuana is the queen of plants. There is no, you know, it's like on the chessboard. She's the queen. Right. There is a king. But the king can't move. Right. King, <laughs> king can't do much uh, without king. the queen. Yeah. It's the queen of all plants. It's number one plant. I think the king of plants is the Datura is another little knobby thing like this. And it is also one of Shiva's things, and people don't know about it. I don't know about it. What Who is that? It? So hallucinogenic. Okay. Yeah. What's it called? Datura. Okay. You can actually Google it, you'll find it. All right. You know. Spell it. D A T H U R A. Tatura. Okay datura yeah, okay you, you look it up and it's a flower hopefully everybody forgets that one
0: <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's no.
1: coming, right? Yeah, it's I'm coming. sure it is. You see, about the '60s and '70s when I
0: was here. Okay, so you. Okay, so now we we understand India. You yeah, and you started, and you met some really cool people.
1: We yes. were going to talk about Rajneesh, and you met Rajneesh. Well, Rajneesh was not a. You know, Rajneesh became a friend actually. Really? Yeah, he became a friend. I was. Uh, Tell me about that. Well, he talks about uh, me in some of his lectures. You know. Oh, really? About, he's my friend, that Sikh guy who tells me all these jokes. <laughs> <laughs> really. Uh, Yeah, I was, and we thought alike actually, Um, and he always thought I was like a bit, you know, like him.
0: Right. Outlier. Well, you are. sick. I mean, I don't. I only watched the documentary, and I actually remember watching him on TV. Probably, yeah, yeah. I was really young back yeah, yeah. back in the eighties. Eighties, yeah. And uh, and now that now just watching that Netflix documentary, Wild Wild West. I don't or Wild Wild Country. Yeah. I don't know what's real or not real. No, Clearly but that, that was
1: all way beyond his, after his time. He was it was. All, huh? He was already established in India, and he was living a very good life there. And his uh, ashram in Pune had forty acres, and it looked like bloody California inside. Really? Yeah. It was beautiful. The way they did everything. Yeah. Like really done with love and et cetera. And, you know, he never wrote any book. You know, he, he spoke exponentially. And people wrote about it? And people just took the notes of his. Speeches and they made books out of it, which is almost now four hundred of them. Right, there's uh, tons. Yeah, tons. He's, you know, I think he was the most important guy philosophically in the 20th century. Really? Yeah, he was. You know, who? who I forget the author, American author, uh, what's his name? Uh, Tom Wolf Wolfe, one of those guys. Okay. I, I may, you know, I may misquote yeah, the yeah. guy. He's probably dead now, so he's not going to do anything to me. But <laughs> But he, he simply said the most dangerous man since Jesus Christ. Really? Yes. I mean yeah. this guy was five foot three. Okay. Yeah.
0: He's a little fellow. He was a little how does how does one be? How does one become? How does one? Uh, I it boggles my mind that people will, will believe in a human and like people, I know the guru-disciple idea, and, I mean, I, relationship, I mean, I yes. come from a, 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 a religious background you myself. come from a Jewish from, background? You the, already know what from, that is. I know, but, so, but now, since You, since you, you have the same relationship that, with your rabbi. Right, well, we, or, 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 um, sage, yeah, you know, yeah, the yeah. rabbis are, are, were sent out to every part of the world. That's right. But then there's like a central sage in my yeah. father's, you know, tradition anyways. Yeah. And, uh, but how do you believe in one
1: person that you're willing to fall like, dude, dude. Because have, it like, makes have,
0: sense. Really?
1: He, uh, he, he, def- he was out of right. the box. All he, you know, he defied every institution. Yeah. Political, religious. The, you know, he defied them all. He's one sure. God. Right. You know? So, I mean, I, I agree with that. He says, he says the mosques, synagogues, temples, Churches. churches. They're all screwing you, <laughs> right? 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 Uh, uh, you, you tell me something today, Ira. If I tell you, I uh, my uh, my audience today. I say, give me ten million bucks right now, and I'll give it to you when I'm dead. Yeah, no, I, I know. Yeah, how many people are going to give you the money? Yeah, but instead they gave it to him. Yeah, but the religions are saying exactly the same right. thing. It may be Christian, may it be Islam. At is, give your life to us now, yeah. and we'll give you heaven after. I know. It's a and great, it's a buying great it. deal, man. It's, buying <laughs> it's it. a great deal. I want in on that deal. I want in on that. That's so, a good business. So this young uh, Muslim guy goes to his uh, mullah. You know, he says, mullah I hear that I get 76 versions uh, in heaven and huris, and wine is flowing in the fucking rivers, and you know everything is conquered is he says, "That's true." He says, "So uh, I can reach that level?" He says, "Damn right." He says, Mulaji, first thing I have to tell you: if I get into that situation, I have no experience. How the hell am I going to deal with this women, wine?" He says, "What's your so, point, son?" He says, "Let me try some of this here." You know? Yeah, I mean? yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> I can deal with it there. Right. Let me try it here. So, yeah. how do you? How did you deal with it? What did you?
0: So, you're you're not a religious. No, you're not. spiritual. I'm spiritual. Human, yes. And so
1: religion is just organized. I'm spiritual, right. yes. Yeah, and, and, and so and should everybody be. Sure. Spiritual basically means to take charge of yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, you the you know the the reality, the God, whatever you call, it, is within you. Right. You know, you're your temple. Yeah. Right. Temple. Yeah. Take care of this temple. You know, Buddha realized this. Right. huh. Buddha's he's sitting under this Bodhgaya tree. He's skinny like this. He's about dying, okay? He's almost dead, you know? And this woodcutter woman comes, you know? My, my mm-hmm. stories are always a bit uh, out there. That's good. I like. I so, clearly s- have seen your stories being no, out No, but so so the Buddha is lying there under this Bodhgaya tree, and he's... By uh, the way, you should try that. And he's good. initiated, okay? Don't he's, spit he's it on me. He's in bad, bad shape.
0: It's kombucha. But it's a good one. It tastes like... Uh,
1: my daughter loves it. Yeah. So... This woodcutter woman comes. She's this young guy.
0: Is this a true story or is this like... Yeah. This is a sort of let's learn from the... It's a
1: true story. It's a true story. True story. True story. But the Buddhists may not say that it's okay. a true story, okay? Because uh, I have translated the golden sutra, you know. Oh, okay. I've also translated the Gita. Oh, really? Wow. And uh, so Buddha, so he's lying there and she says, my God... Cannabis man. is mentioned in in yeah. that as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he says... He says, uh, oh, my God, you know what I mean? Um, this young man is all, you know. So she takes him there into the cave close by. And she every day comes. She's packing wood, you know. She's pretty 15 or 16 years old. And this is her job to get firewood for the house. And she comes into the forest. So every day she brings food, a bit of milk, a bit of rice, you know. And she starts feeding him. Yeah. And slowly, slowly, he comes to himself. He suddenly realizes that f- this body is, is is the temple, you know, and I have to take care of this body mm-hmm. or else I'm not going to re- reach any incarnation. And then one day, under the Bodhgaya tree, this girl mounted him. There you go. And he... <laughs> Did I say that?
0: Is that bad? Okay. I don't know. I'm just, there you go. Now we're getting to the
1: meat of the, the story here. And he was enlightened. Ah. Because he realized. That's what it takes. That's what it takes. You know what I mean? And, uh, and then he went on. Pre- you know, he preached for almost 50 years. Who? Buddha. Really? Yeah. He, you know how he died? He was 80. He died of food poisoning. And you know what he was eating? Pork. Yeah. Well, there you go.
0: To, you know, be a vegan. I turned. <laughs> I turned vegan uh, just after lunch today. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yes, I, I don't know.
1: I don't know how long yeah. this relationship will last, but... <laughs> but right.
0: Still. Well, you could get a lot of, like, there's some nasty diseases carried by pork anyway, like tr- yeah. trichinosis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those, you know. But anyway. neuro-sister psychosis. Yeah. But that's why the religions did it originally. Must be. Reason, yeah, right? for yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Because yeah. there was no, no ability to... Uh, to store food, like, I mean, how, you didn't have, you have to salt it and plant it, put in the ground, and ew, yeah. Okay, so let's so, go back so, to, so marijuana is pretty much yeah. growing
1: wild in North India. So you come, okay, let's
0: move from North India, though, you jumped on a, because we're, I mean, you were at Woodstock, for yeah. God's sake, so fuck that, like, that's cool, like original Woodstock, yeah, yeah, no, so, 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 but hold on, we're not even there yet, you jump, you, you swim half the Hudson River. Yeah, you're stowaway on a on a boat and you you, ship, you yeah. sh- a ship a boat whatever. Yeah, yeah I, I sound Canadian when I say boat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So you you jump on this this thing out of this thing. You swim the Hudson River. You evade the sharks. You land in New York. What do you do? No, oh, I landed in New
1: Jersey. Oh, right. Jersey, right? Of course. So I come Jersey up the shore. piling. I come up the piling. Yeah, it's very slippery because there's a lot of uh, moss and whatever is growing in it. It's very slippery. So I barely make it up, pulling myself up and only I come up. It's, by then it's 5 a.m. in the morning, something like that. Yeah. There's a Toyota truck standing over there, like this. And on the side of the Toyota truck, this guy banging the girl. Okay, standing up. All right, listen to this. That's, so this the, sounds girl, unbelievable. the girl is looking at me, coming out of the water like that. And she starts screaming. And the guy thinks she's having an orgasm of a lifetime. He's banging <laughs> Then he turns around. He sees me coming out there. And he's trying to pull his pants up and his dick is still on. He can't oh, put God. it in. <laughs> this is perfect. Yeah. Now, and he finally pulls it up. And he looks at me. He's scared shit. <laughs> okay. You know, I don't know. What happened to you? You know, I still have long blonde hair. I spoke English better than the Americans. Right. Because they call you, that's where blondie con. Blondie came from uh, my school. But it was actually, you know, the. Uh, uh, I was actually uh, influenced by Ilya Kuryakin. From man from uncle. Okay. The Russian guy. Really? Yeah, he was blonde. So it was like all right. The, the six. So, I had, uh, so the guy's like, oh my God, I'm like, what happened to you? I said, oh, I was partying down the, you know, uh, on the wharf over there and I was too drunk. I fell in and I was lucky. He said, you're lucky. You're going to go on because you'll be So, where are you going? I said, oh, Manhattan. He was across there. He says, yeah, all right, come on. So he took me across the the bridge, Really? And he, uh, i was sitting in the back all wind blowing and he dropped me on 38th and Penn Station really and on Penn Station I uh, looked at what's going on over here and uh, this is in the 70s or 60s 60s, 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 60s. right so he says to me uh, one of the guys <laughs> there was no Indian cab drivers in those days it was mostly black guys <laughs> right so he says to me oh where are you going I said oh he says do you have place to see says, where are you coming from I said, you look all wet <laughs> I said come from India he says what you swam for? Me? <laughs> he said, we call you guys wetbacks. Oh God! <laughs> so he says. So, <laughs> so he says. You know, there's this guy down Lower East Side, and he's on a f- storefront. And you go there, the food and everything. And they'll give you place to stay. And an Indian guy. So he, you know. So I said, oh yeah. So I said, how do I get there? He says, just walk, man. You don't have enough money, I'm sure. I said, no, I don't. He said, just walk. So I went to Lower East Side. I found the place. Yeah, really? And I went in. And guess who was sitting there? With five disciples, Pradupad, the guy who started the Hare Ram, Hare Krishna movement. Really? And he had no followers at that time. Nothing. So I talked to him in Hindi and all. He was like, wow, got an Indian guy here. Really? He said, come on in, boy, come on. You know, he, so he took me in. And I started you know, learning to cook from him and stuff like that. And then he was uh, going to perform uh, a wedding on the Upper East Side, a rich industrial Indian family. So he told me, come on, he, me and Jamuna Devi. She was actually an Italian girl, Joan, who became one of the best cooks, by the way, from him. So we went up there to do, he was going to perform the marriage ceremony as well as uh, do the cooking and so I was helping out, you know. And I saw these three guys, you know, sitting together, Ravi Shankar, Ali Akbar Khan and Allah Rakha. So they saw me, you know, socializing with everybody and they thought I was very, you know, you know cool. You've know, you got blonde hair. Yeah, look at this guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a re- he's a real OG. Yeah, He's, re- he's real <laughs> Indian. So, <they>, so <laughs> Ravi Shankar asked me, he says, listen, we're going to first time performing in America and we're going to this concert. So we'd like you to be our spokesperson. You know, because we are, you know, not as fluent as you are and look at, you, know, you're, you know, you're cool. So I said, yeah, no problem. So, <clears throat> so <clears throat> you up. got a job right away. Just worked out. No had I mean, somewhere to live anyway. no, no, you don't live. I was already living with Pradupad. okay at the place, so he told me they told me the day after tomorrow, you know they gave me the instruction. I showed up at Laacquadia airport, and uh, there was a helicopter there, so they took us all and dropped us in Woodstock, <laughs> really. <laughs> And Swami Satchiranda started the Woodstock with a prayer, you know what I mean? You started Woodstock? No, no, oh. no Swami Satchiranda. Yeah, swam- yeah, yeah sure. He, he i fir- watched the footage. Yeah, yeah. So he did the first thing. Really? And I got a, a backstage pass, you know, with the thing. I had no idea know, <laughs> who these people were. The Doors, uh, Jimi Hendrix, Mama and Papa. I you know, Janis Joplin. Janis, you got to meet Joplin. Yeah. Like that's my, yeah. like that's my but legend. Yeah, I, uh, I could meet Janis. I, I had no yeah. idea who these people were. Okay, <laughs> so then somebody gave me this. Here, drink this. You know, sh- uh, pink champagne. So I drank the pink champagne. It was laced with acid. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good intro yeah. to uh, Woodstock. Yeah. Oh God. I had no idea. It was raining, it was wet. I had no idea where I was, backstage, front stage. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I, I woke up in some tent with this girl with big boobs. And I was oh, like, oh. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh,
0: that's crazy. So how long were you there? You were, went, You were at Woodstock for the... Whole time.
1: Three or four days or something like Wow. That. But no idea what was going on. No, and they were looking, you couldn't get out of that town. Right? No, because it was just <sighs> ramp <rammed>. But you <laughs> flew in, uh, Even the cops sitting on their motorcycles were smoking joints. Wow. You know, it was like, you know, it was, weed was riff through the whole thing. Yeah. Everybody from, I, you know, I smoked a joint with uh, uh, Jimmy Hendrix. Really? Yeah, okay. You're from India. This is, oh man, shit, I ain't seen an Indian look like you. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha! Wow. You so, spoke a joint with Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. Not many people can say that. But I didn't know who he was. He <laughs> just a black guy yeah, <laughs> who played stuff. guitar with his teeth To do bad. That was amazing. Yeah. yeah wow. What well, did you,
0: okay, so. So yeah, anyway, Woodstock, I, I want of, to talk about Woodstock. I mean, I want to talk more about Woodstock, but I really. Anyway, got, let's move I on. Want to, yeah, I want to get to. I gave you the glimpse. That's yeah, all you need. I, well, I want to know what happened. What happened. So you, what happened in Kashmir and you're, you so, had to sit in front of police. <clears throat> Something happened here you were promoting you were a movie producer a right movie let's producer. talk about movies yeah. so you're now let's fast forward how did you get to Canada who cares doesn't matter we'll skip that that story why well because it's a good story uh, how did I get to Canada how did you
1: get to Canada fine okay. came, I got all day I came on I came with a knapsack from New York 1997 and I've never been back right so I had lost my whole family my Jewish wife, my two kids, my profession, my money, my homes, my property. This was after 94. You produced the movie yes. in 1994. Yeah. yeah. That was in the US, you produced that movie? I know, I shot it in India, but it was a US based film. And it was here, at the Toronto Film Festival. I remember. Okay,
0: I remember seeing it
1: on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was, uh, you know, it was. Uh, but you know, I had a checkered background, even in the movies, You know, there was a lot of things I did that you know, I don't talk about, but it was in my...
0: Yeah, I, I, re- you know, I read it all I read yeah, it in an adult film. Yeah, yeah, I did in some adult, adult film films. And all yeah, 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 you did all that kind of stuff. Oh, right, right. So
1: what happened in the cannabis world? So I was actually, uh, you know, most of the Indian movies are made from gangster money. Right. You know, the underground. Okay, I don't know that. Yeah, most Indian movies, Bollywood movies are made by gangster money, because banks and all don't finance you. Gangsters want thirty-three percent interest. Right. Plus, they control you after that. I didn't want that. You know. I said I'll raise my own money. So I went to buy Kashmiri farmers, well, poor guys. You know, mean, working hard. Times are tough up there. A revolution going on. Whatever the hell. So I started buying hash from them. So I used to sell the hash. To raise the funds. To raise the funds. To make the movies. To make the movies. So I used to sell the hash, make the funds, make the movies. So I was only, you know, doing good. You know, I was, yeah, of course. I was entertaining the people. Sure, smoke some ash, feel cold, watch my movie. <laughs> <You
0: know
1: what? laughs> yeah, makes e- sense. Eat some samosas.
0: Right, oh. <laughs> <laughs> makes sense. Uh, so, for <laughs> people though, the government didn't like that.
1: Government didn't like that, and they busted me. In Canada or in, in Canada. the U.S.? In with, Canada. With, uh, I think it was a thousand pounds of. Ash It was the best you know it was big news in Toronto, you know, so I went to the warehouse you know there I am still, you know, like a little, i 've got pictures i 've got a video from the and i 've got the ponytail got shorts on got t shirt and my uh, Crocs. and i 'm like walking around the warehouse and my guy, my stockbroker friend uh, Mr. Bond, Richard Bond. James. No, he was oh. Richard. He was hilarious. He okay. says, hilarious. He says, oh, so here it is. You know, blah, blah, blah. And before I know it, the fucking RCMP was there. Twelve of them wearing shorts and flak jackets and guns. And they put me down, you know, I uh, move off. Uh, fucking it. <laughs>
0: Man, I'm just going to start tossing all this shit in here. Yeah,
1: okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> before I knew We're Almost it, out. I was arrested. Really? And then before I knew it. Court cases began. This I, I was in five and a half months in the Don Jail. Really, the worst fucking place. Don Jail. Wow, they closed that. Yeah, now it's a museum. Yeah,
0: it's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a that was a <laughs> shithole. The worst shithole in Canada. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> let's the, just keep throwing this the worst shithole
1: in Canada. So, so, so I lost my life. I lost my, you know, everything. Did they take? So they took your. They money, took everything.
0: They, well, well, they took the 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 cannabis. They tore the hash. Yeah. But they took everything else around that. I guess it was all.
1: Yeah, they said it all came from this money and that money. Really? So what did you do afterwards? Oh, nothing. I just uh, (laughs) did nothing. I fell down. I climbed the ladder again. Right. So I met uh, Doctor Thurwell. Actually, Doctor Thurwell picks me up. Yeah, I'm coming into a magazine store. She comes in. She looks at me. Then she goes and sits outside the magazine store. I come outside uh, on uh, Saint Clair and Young. Come outside. She's sitting there, and she looks like a ragamuffin. Okay? <laughs> totally ragamuffin. I thought she was a bad girl or something. <laughs> okay. So she says to me, "Hi." I said, "Hi." She said, "How do you like to come have a drink with me?" I said, "Shit, that's pretty forward, you know." But then you know, being my compassionate, I said, "Listen, if I say no to her, I'll break her, you know, her, you know." Her confidence in. I said, Yeah, all right, I'll go have a drink with you. And that was it. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I She's a her. wonderful human. After 20 years, you got bloody three kids. <laughs> all right, all right. And he had three I mean, kids. I raised her two daughters as well. You know, really? The they were only three in 18 months. Ago. Really? and she helped me through this whole thing through the legal process lots of money spent
0: she does most of the so I, we're going to get dr thorwell on here as well she does the talking around sex and cannabis she yeah. does a lot of yeah. a lot of that and yeah. she's a she started off in neuro, uh, neurosurgery moved into neuropsychiatry Yes, yeah, so i was time. <laughs> right you were there right you're right of course we moved to hamilton you came to dundas yeah. as well yeah, because yeah. of that whole thing yeah, yeah. and uh, but, but, she but I was also, here in uh, west village Right, she talks about you, and I guess this a lot of it comes from your background as well. You talk about the, uh, I guess that spiritual end of consciousness or the conscious awakening. Yes. And how does cannabis play into that? It makes you aware.
1: Right. And that's the whole thing about spirituality and meditation is become aware, and it makes you hyper aware. Yeah? It puts, you know, medically you know what happens. You know, there's locks and gears and they fit perfectly and we are meant for that. It wasn't that Shiva gave this plant as a weed because it, it's matched to our it's physiology correct. and spirituality. You know what I mean? So it, it is, a, you know, a very potent uh, spiritual plant. So it helps in med- and it makes you aware, aware of everything. It makes you, your senses sharp. You know, gurus say, dull your senses. How can you tell yourself? You to sharpen them so that you're brisk. You can, you know, feel it. So marijuana sharpens, heightens the, your ability. I mean, there are various other ways as well. Meditation, you know, yoga, etc. Yes, they can. You can reach that level. But marijuana is a, you know, like in tantra yoga, there are five things that are necessary. And in, in Hinduism because they're revolting against this box stuff. So they must have fish, they must have uh, uh, wine, they must have uh, meat, they must have grain, they must have vegetable, and they must have marijuana, okay? So this is part of their thing. And they're always misconstrued, you know, because they're against against the current. The tide, yeah. Against the tide all the time. So you know, so marijuana got illegal in India after the United States came in, and right. uh, they convinced everybody to make it. They forced them. Yeah, yeah, not convinced. This is a yeah, area. You can do it or else. You know what I mean? Right. So India suddenly started. You know, there were shops in India like here now, mm-hmm. and you all you didn't need a license. All you think you needed licenses for opium, but anybody could go buy. You know, mm-hmm. and of course bhang.
0: Yeah, bhang. That was lassi. The, yeah, that you was know, the thing. The
1: Shiva's drink. Right. Shiva's drink, you should actually have in three flavors here, in a small little thing. Okay. Uh, uh, Chocolate, uh, vanilla, and strawberry. Well, where can I get it? Oh, we have to make it. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I'll I'll have to give you the recipe and you'll have to make it. Yeah, sure. And then, you know, it's amazing. All you, a little bottle like that, two bucks or three bucks, drink it in the morning, like they do in India. And the rest of the day, you don't have to smoke or do anything. You're like, uh, you know, gently high, and you can concentrate on your work. If you're a computer guy, you'll be sitting there for four hours. You will, will notice. I look like a computer guy. No, no, but I'm just saying. <laughs> I try. I yeah, mean, I try. I at computer. No, but I mean, whatever you're doing, writing or whatever your your work is, you become more focused. You become much more focused and aware. Mm-hmm. And uh, alcohol, on the other hand, makes you unfocused and unaware. Yes. You know, and that is a you know allowed. You know, what I mean, it's right like for a, some reason that's well, allowed. it's a drink of the choice. Right. of the West. You know, what I mean? right and. Uh, we call it Madeira in the East, and it's not it's frowned upon basically. Uh, but the West has now made you know alcohol uh, a major uh, uh, you know entity, so it's uh, flooded everywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. So now the Indians, for example, you know. Uh, so if I'm in a Bollywood party, they're all drinking scotch, and I go into the balcony and light a joint, and they look at me like I'm fucking crazy.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're almost out. Woo! <laughs> So, last thing, just before, you know, we, yeah, yeah. Uh, we've heard so much, and you're, you've got, you've had such a life. I don't know about such a life. Well, I mean, you've had a life that wanna, most yeah. people... You smoked a joint with Jimi Hendrix. You got flown into Woodstock. You yeah. jumped off a, a boat and swam your way into the well, US. I, I, I met
1: a lot of... Uh, uh, you uh,
0: hung out with Rajneesh. You yeah, are know a tantric it. yogi. There's so much, and all around, and and you're a big advocate for the cannabis world, and you're spiritual. If you had to define spirituality into today's world, which seems to be one of the, the largest, I don't know, um... It's a, volcanoes because we're I mean it erupts and then it doesn't erupt. like there's where we have you know I'm a scientist so yeah. I, you know I, I, I believe in science but science and, and spirituality are not too far I I, I don't disagree but how do physicists, we bridge physicists that? are now being I, to realize right. that quantum physics. quantum physics is my I love quantum yeah. physics I love it it's it's on great
1: that, and on that level everything is energy right because, and everything is connected
0: right Right. So, how would you define spirituality for those? There are people that are militant spiritualists, but they're, they're anti everybody else. Yeah, no, no. And no. then there's, an, there's materialists that are anti spiritualists. How do we bridge that gap? It has to be and all you encompassing.
1: You all encompassing. You have to go down to that quantum level and realize that everything is connected. Everything. No action of yours. A butterfly flying in Africa can cause a fucking storm in, in Boston. Right. You know Man. what I mean?
0: We're almost out of that.
1: Yeah, but you know, that's <laughs> right. how it is. You know, everything is interconnected. Everything is inter- and And the whole thing about spirituality is becoming aware that it's all one. And I'm going to recite you a poem that I wrote. It's a very short. And poem. we'll finish with that. Yeah, I love very, it. Very short poem. Okay. He says The lion roars, and the donkey brace, and the chauffeur calls the faithful to pray. And it sings, God is one with many names and in love it shows his face wow thank
0: you so much for coming here thank you I, I really appreciate having you on here today oh, it, was, it,
1: was, it was great being with you I'm always encouraging people who are you know uh, pushing the you know instead of just you know as Ali Wallach said in, uh, in Magnificent Seven he told you you'll bring a ride on yeah yeah <laughs> We don't ride the tide. We yeah. push the tide. Yeah. We're not riding on. <laughs> okay. I wow. told I told a friend about, she says, you know, I said, I know what you're saying and all you said that uh, ride on. I said, I can't ride on. My horse is lame.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes okay. I, I have a horse. Sometimes I don't. Yeah. Sometimes I just run. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening today. Um, that was a, a very special episode of The Higher State and... uh I can't wait to have you back, and I, I'm going to have you back with with Doctor Thirlwall And together. wow, I can imagine what that is going to be an explosion like together, of like minds. Yeah? She has like if you think if you think there was swearing today, yeah. profanity, every other word that comes out of this woman's mouth is like an f bomb. <laughs> well, they consider
1: they say that she's probably the craziest psychiatrist in town. Oh,
0: she is. Yeah, yeah. but I, and I only met her a couple times. I mean, we just well, had she a is dinner she's last, the craziest, craziest but, psychiatrist. But she she sees things that yeah. you know other people don't see and she's bridging that gap and she's she, sharp she was talking about you know using spiritualism to settle you know, the autonomic yeah, nervous exactly. system and,
1: yeah she's using all that into yeah. her practice yeah that's great and she never talks about herself you know what no. I mean? her background you know her father who's still practicing he's an oncologist he's still, uh, the oncology chair of canada really yes and wow. he was purely to those personal physician really? for five years when he had cancer Wow, and she never talks about that. No, she doesn't talk about herself. She doesn't talk about herself at all. I Sometimes have to. Try I to have figure to, out what she's talking I about. <laughs> I have to blow her on. I have to blow her on because, and of course, she's you know she's very uh, uh, spiritual. Yeah. Very sexual. Yeah. You know she's alive everywhere. You know what I mean? All those things that she's matter. She's
0: always. I even yeah. speaking
1: her on the phone. It's like boom. Yeah. And she's yeah. got five kids. Okay. Wow. Right five, five kids so uh, um, good and it's like you know and she juggles it all yeah know? and she now has told me listen you go preach go out you have raised the kids with me and you know? all they're all big and they're all wonderful now I want I don't want you to you know you're so and so old and you will be you know you have so much time I want you to go out there and preach the word you know
0: well, I, oh I love hearing it and yeah. that was excellent and I thank you again I for coming you. on and uh, thanks
1: everybody. Thank you, thank you everybody. Thank you uh, again. And thanks the audience. Yes. Yes.
0: Thank the audience. And sure.
1: please, yes. Anytime you watch want to Bollywood. speak to, <laughs> yeah. Watch Bollywood. <laughs> anytime you, you know, the guy who wrote Bollywood just to finish the, the book I took from. His name is Sashi Tharoor. You can check him out. Hatim Post said that he's probably going to be the next Prime Minister of India. Really? Yes. So he, he's, you can look him up. He's, okay. he's one of the, you know, he's oh. got a Twitter, fo- he's got a, you know, a Twitter following of ten million or something. Really? Yeah good friend of mine and he's actually thought. he will in our lifetime he'll become the Prime Minister of India really? so I can add him onto my list You'd of you'll be four. able to leave Canada <laughs> Canada I can leave <laughs> can't Canada I can leave just Canada. can't fly over the US I can't go to the US <laughs> and uh, I, and finally I've decided uh, that, um, you know, because my kids are here and all, that Canada is, you know, frankly, it has punished me a lot, but I've forgiven it, you know, and I say it is still one of the finest countries in the world. It is is the best country in the world, in my opinion. But though they thoroughly... Hardly yeah. bent well, me over. They do, the and they didn't even use me. oil.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I get that. I heard they handed you the largest punishment that's ever been handed down. Yeah,
1: yeah, pretty much. I heard that. Pretty much. Um, they said I'm a dangerous guy. Yeah, you're so dangerous. <clears throat> I said. I said, you know, when all this happened, I wasn't even in India. Yeah, I wasn't. You know, I was here. Right. Uh, I was in. The, I was in the U.S. I wasn't even in India. They told me, oh, you're too powerful. You can just make a phone call. I said, yeah, make a phone call. Somebody give me a thousand pounds of X. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm super glad we were here. We almost ran out of
0: all of our change today. Uh, check out Cannibalist Retreats. It's coming up next week in uh, in Malibu. Uh, after that, likely July will be in Portugal, and um, and yeah, that's all we got today. Check out our website, SynergyHealthServices.ca. Check out our Instagram, which is Synergy underscore Health underscore Services. Done. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. All right.